All right, Robbie, I love, love, love a good hat to run in, especially in the summer, keeping the sun off my face. And I think if you're any kind of runner right now, you've heard of CLA. Yeah, they, they're like the hottest, cool kids. In town. They hang out by the locker with their foot up on the locker, kind of. Yeah, I think what really happened, I mean, they came out with the best technical hat originally, and I still have my original one. Yeah. But then they kind of caught on fire when November Project Kids started like making it part of the uniform. Is that who did it? Or yeah. Is it just ones here? No, oh, it was okay. huge. It, really? It, it, November Project, that spread like fire through them okay. because the Boston guys did it and That's then right. all the other people did it. Good for them. Yeah, because their hats are legit. I yeah. mean, I feel like we've worn them. I wore mine for the New York City Marathon. Well, when we did the collab where we got the oh, Believe yeah. in the Run, it sold out in less than a day. And so we reordered, and that reorder sold out in less than a day. People love these hats. They trust them. They know they're good. But it's like, I always think it's it's one thing to kind of put out something, and it's another thing to, like, sweat the details and just make sure you're doing, like, the best yeah. in your in your zone. And uh, CLA is one of those brands. Yep. And we're going to have Jeremy Bresnan yeah. on right now to talk to us about it and uh, find out, like, they've conquered hats. What's next? Yep. And you can check them out at CLEathletics.com. Um, that's where you can find all their hats and, they, and apparel, too, because they're, dude, some of their apparel is legit. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, that's what we're getting into. It's like, how do you get to the top of the game in, in one area and then decide you're going to branch out into several pieces? Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder than you think. All right. Listen up. Hey, Robbie, who do we have here? All right, today we got Jeremy Bresner from CLA Athletics. Uh, I never know, is it okay to just say CLA or do I need to say CLA Athletics? It's kind of like Coke and Coca-Cola. Ah, okay. All right, I like that. Uh, we're, 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 we're CLA Athletics, but, uh, you know, in common conversation, you can order a CLA. All right, now... And actually- I feel like people know it as, it, I mean, the different pronunciations, but people know if you say CLA... Yeah, and I love correcting people. Well, let me ask. Let me let, let me ask you something because I think a lot of people don't know what CLE is. I'm pretty sure I know what it is uh, based off of other etymology. But can you can you give everyone a clarification? Um, I mean, I like to say it means the very best of running products, but um, like it's it. Uh, it, the the word itself at base is sky in French. There you go. Um, C-I-E-L. C-I-E-L is sky in French, and we've added an E uh, for, for a whole number of reasons. I guess just to make it our own. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where it comes from. I like that. Yeah. All right. And so now we're moving into, what is it now? we got to be eight, nine years old? We're nine years old as of, like, arguably March 1st. I mean, right. Mike and I had started talking about the brand. We had started talking about the brand, you know, probably – in November of 2013, what are we going to do? What could we do? That kind of thing. And then we made a decision uh, probably in January as to what we were going to do. And then I quit my job on March 1st. <laughs> so yeah, there you um, go. that was pretty much uh, uh, not all in because I, I, I freelanced for probably two to three years afterwards uh, just to uh, make ends meet. Um, but 
Yeah. I mean, so I think everybody would love... was the official start. Nice. I think everybody would love to quit their job and start a running product that is as successful as CLA has been. But what were you doing before that that, you know, it wasn't like you were just like eating pizza on the couch and you're an accountant and, you know, went into hats? No. Um, I, I was designing uh, outerwear uh, for skiing and snowboarding. That's what I had been doing. Uh, previous to that, I had worked retail. So I, starting in like 98, I would say I officially started designing outerwear for, uh, for, for skiing and snowboarding. Um, previous to that, I'd, I'd worked a lot of retail. I'd worked for some brands. Like I worked for Solomon in the warranty department up here in, in Canada. Um, and then previous to that, I worked retail. Um, and retail was initially I worked at a it was a ski store in the winter in the summer they sold you know running um, tennis cycling that kind of thing um, so I ended up buying for that and then they opened a snowboard shop in the basement which they put me in charge of and so I ran that for a few years and then went on to manage other um, retail um, and then uh, in two thousand I had a skateboard shop from about two thousand one to two thousand five I guess I ran a skateboard shop which was a really expensive art project at the end of the day. <laughs> um, and then, so that was my background. Mike's background was, uh, he had started out uh, kind of furniture design and furniture building as a carpenter. And uh, as time went on, he kind of got into launching these little different brands. He was making stuff and he realized if he got other people to make stuff, he could, you know, it, it, it would go faster and he would get more out of, uh, uh, out of his design work. And I met him through one of the other projects I worked on, there's been a ton of projects, but one of the other projects I was working on, I, I met him through that and uh, we just got along super well and started talking. And uh, at one point he was like, hey, do you want to start something? And I was like, I definitely at some point in the not too distant future want to start something. Like I've, I've always been pretty entrepreneurial, um, you know, arguably a failed entrepreneur uh, in the sense that I had a bunch of different things that I started that didn't go anywhere. Um, but uh, I'd, I'd love to, we just have to figure out what it is. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to do technical clothing. Like that's a hundred percent what I want to do. That's what I, I love at base. And I, it's what, it's what I get excited about. Um, and I said, you know, I'd love to do it in the run space. I've been running and I don't feel like there's anything out there. As we went down that road of what, what it means to actually start a technical clothing brand. I mean, I had a good idea obviously, but you know, you have dreams and then you have reality. <laughs> um, and, and the reality was just like that, you know, to, to start a full on technical clothing company uh, at the time was, you know, out of our reach from a finance standpoint. Um, and I fell on, I fell on a headwear manufacturer and I was like, I'd been, I'd been running, I'd started, I had started running again in 2010. Um, and honestly for health, like I, I there was, no, I'm, no desire to go fast. No desire was just to get uh, to a place where I felt somewhat decent about myself. Um, <laughs> getting up in the morning, um, and so it was, I was run, I was run I was run commuting, and um, I, I fell in love with the the solitary beat of it. I guess, for lack of a better term, and uh, and uh, and in so doing, as I often do, I ended up in a place where I was like. Okay, this is kind of rad, and I'm not finding product that goes along with this. And it's just my MO since yeah. I'm like 12, 12 years old. Like, I'm into something. What's the cool product that goes with it? And I couldn't find anything. And so we ended up at Hats through that process. 
And honestly, it was like, wow, okay, there's nothing going on in this space. And I can build something that I'm into that looks great, but also that technically works um, in a way that nobody was really doing. Um, there just there weren't nice technical hats on no. the market, and so uh, the only one uh, I can think of when so, you guys started so out, the only the only brand I can think of when when you guys started out was the option. They they looked horrible. Uh, I, I'm going to yeah. say it any, anyway, but was head sweats. Like they, yeah. th- that was the only one that was Agreed. like a technical hat. It had, you know, a sweatband or whatever, but, but you felt like you were, it, it, when you say the skate culture and the other outerwear stuff you wanted, and, and I think it's something that we try to achieve at Believe in the Runs, we're all constantly looking for that, the gear that makes you feel like there's something cool about what you're doing. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, head sweats I mean, at the time was not that. I think like, I think there was a lot of running gear that like, I, I don't like to be cornered like as, as like cool or stylish. Cause it's not really, it wasn't really the MO. It was more like, do I like, do I want to wear it? Right. And so like what I want to wear versus what somebody else wants to wear, that's debatable as to which one's more stylish. I don't, I don't really care about that. It's just more like, what do I want to wear? And obviously we come from a, a, a skate back, background and, and a, a lifestyle clothing background. And so that's what just fed into it. Uh, the reality is, is that like, for, you know, if you look at just sort of the, the switch in terms of uh, technical clothing over the last 10 years, it's all been very influenced by um, what happened in action sports in the first 10 years of this century, right? Um, it's, it's just, uh, it's streetwear and action sports drove so much of sort of how we perceive um, these things. And um, we came into it, uh, honestly, very honestly and uh, arguably authentically, and very quickly our our client base was like creative directors at other brands or, you know, art directors at magazines uh, and stuff like that who are running. Um, and honestly, in a lot of cases, people who are picking up running for the same reasons that I had picked up running, like, you know, you, you go through your twenties and you kind of go about life the way you go about life. And then uh, you hit your thirties and you're like, maybe I need <laughs> to move uh, uh, with, with some kind of, um, purpose behind my, my movement so that I can keep moving um, and keep doing the things that I love. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's when you kind of jumped in and I yeah, jumped in, same. right? Yeah. It's <laughs> funny because we, it is in the brands that we seem to identify with and the brands that we seem to love, there's certain common threads in, um, like background. Like you talk about skateboarding, Robbie and I were into skateboarding, snowboarding, skiing, some of those other sports growing up, uh, probably less into, say, the organized sports, like team sports necessarily. And we find that a lot of the times the people that we gravitate towards or the product that we gravitate towards are also in that. And You're right. I'm guessing that it's influenced by, like, I don't know uh, if you were even Stussy when it came out in 1988, Mm -hmm. 80 you know 86 7 88 that was like wow okay i get it that's a it's not pal peralta it's not one of the major brands it's a brand that's just making gear for people who love the sport and i think that there's something interesting about the parallel brands it's people that are making stuff because they want to bring it to their sport yeah and i mean it it happens everywhere i mean like you know, if you look at the big brands, the big brands were reaction to were reactions to other big brands, and then they became big brands. Like, uh, you know, and 
And I think like the first thing, like when we, when we delivered the first box of CLA caps to a running store here in Montreal, the kid on the floor opened the box and pulled it out and he was like, Oh, like sick. Like I can, he like, he's like, I can wear this. Like, was that black toe? It was like, it was like, I, I, I can, no, it wasn't. No, black toe was, black toe was our, our first store in Toronto. Um, we had two, two stores, uh, that, that we launched with one in Montreal, um, and one in, one in Toronto. The one that, that was in Montreal is, is now, it got sold and it's a, it's a different, it's a different store now. But, um, so just that reaction, like I can wear this. And I, I think like, again, growing up in that space that we grew up in, I was like, those brands kind of took on a bit, like, of, you know, we, we wanted to represent, like we wanted to rock it and represent it. And on the running side for the, for a long time, like, it's funny, like a lot of us started at the same time, like Draxman started at the same time, Janji started at the same time, like all of those brands kind of popped around, around the same moment. And it was, it was obviously, you know, uh, there was just, there was a feeling in the air of like, there's this rad thing happening here from a community standpoint. Um, and there isn't anything that's really representing us. Um, there are the big brands and some of the big brands are doing some pieces that are decent, but like, you know, let's, let's be honest. If you wear a Nike t-shirt, you're one of millions of people wearing a Nike yeah. t-shirt. And again, that's not to niche us. Like I have no interest in being a niche brand. That's not our, that's not our goal, but definitely when we started that, that, that kind of popped pretty quick. I think also the appeal of it, and Robbie, if I'm wrong about this, let me know, but the, part of the appeal is that the stuff that was coming out at that time from the brands, the Brooks, the Asics, that it all looked the same. Yeah. They just did different colors. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there was no way to like kind of express yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, the reason that we did colors was, again... You know, I, I worked for a ski brand in, in out of Montreal called Orage. And um, when we were trying to differentiate ourselves at the time, it was like, you know, throw color in there and go and go with it. Um, because it's inevitable, especially when you talk about a retail environment, it's inevitable that retailers lean towards stuff that's a little bit simpler and that they know that they can check through and that they know they can carry over into another season. And it's not going to it's not going to die on them and everything like mm -hmm. that. And it, it, it's totally it's normal. Um we I, we purposely didn't do an all black hat. Uh, you know, we had a color block grayscale hat, um, and then we had a you know uh, a bright red with a burgundy and a blue with a yellow. Things that we knew were were gonna um, pop on on the shelf on the wall, um, and also that you know represented a little bit of that sort of early '90s uh, skate rat and, and type type feeling in there. Yeah. Um, and then just the technical side was like, you know, like every hat I picked up, even from the, from the technical brands was a woven fabric, tightly knit, not all that breathable. Um, and uh, they all had hard brims and hard brims are notorious and uncomfortable. In fact, most of the people, when we first started, a lot of the reaction we got was like, oh, I don't like running in a hat. It hurts my head, um, that kind of thing. And, and uh the, so the foam brim the packability of the foam brim the infinite washability of the product like all of those things were like very like purposeful like you know we didn't approach it like oh let's make a cool hat there's plenty of cool hats on the market we didn't want to be that and the initial reaction we got from people was you know because we were an instagram brand i guess initially right and that that's how it that's how it kind of popped and the initial reaction was these emails that would come back like man i saw this and I just wanted it because it looked cool and uh, like it's the best hat I've ever run in. Um, 
my uncle, who's like, you know, he runs at this point, he's, he's, he's in his sixties and he runs, you know, 10 K three times a week. And he's always been a runner. And when he found out I was starting a running brand, he literally laughed in my face. Um, he's, he's, he's one of those, he's one of those old school, old school runners. And, uh, so I said, I'll, I'll send you a hat. Yeah. You tell me what you think. And yeah. about a year later, he showed up at like a family function. I didn't say anything initially. And then yeah. we were sitting next to each other. And I, I turned to him and I just looked at him and said, so how'd you like the hat? And he didn't look up. <laughs> he just kind of said, best running hat I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so yes. like that to me, that to me is the real win, right? Like, yeah. like he's not, he's not trying to be cool. He's not trying any of that. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, also think about like in his in his generation of running that someone ran the Olympics in a painter's cap. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent, Joni Benoit, but yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I mean, and and I mean, I, again, like let's be real. Also, let's look back at all of that equipment that they were running in those days. Yeah. Like we're 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 clearly spoiled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, we're like, oh, that's not comfortable. I'm like, you don't know what's not comfortable. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, no pockets, you know, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you hydrate? You mean drink water? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> c- cotton's, you know, cotton's making a comeback in running. Um, and yeah. I'm guessing since you've built your company on technical fabrics, uh, we got, you know, you use a lot of ingredients to build your, your product. Uh, yeah. Now you're seeing cotton come back. And I know that. Is it something that you're considering and building in? Because I guess we got to talk a little bit before we get there, even that you're transitioning from just a headwear company in the past couple of years to apparel, and Both you're kind of hitting it yeah. hard. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the apparel thing's funny, right? Because like, people are like, "Oh, you guys make hats," and yeah, but um, like the design team we have here is like, I don't know, there's got to be 45 50 years of uh design experience designing technical um outerwear technical clothing technical base layers um definitely on the winter side of things um but but we we know we know what we're doing on that front um yeah we launched into clothing in a very kind of soft way uh in 2020 with our nsp not so basic t-shirt and and uh tank top which we call a tank top in in that case um, because it has a little bit more of a casual look, and it is a mix of um, fully recycled cotton, uh, 50, 60% recycled cotton, 40% recycled polyester. Oh, dude, I rocked um, that shirt. The the one with the runner on it with, like, the teal. I, the geometric. I wear yeah. that thing, like, all the time. Like, yeah, in the we summertime, have to tell like them to change his clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that was, like, that was, like, an experiment in, like, sort of like going back to what we had done with the go cap like how can we make a t-shirt that's really technical that we just want to wear every day um mm-hmm. that we're excited to put on that like we don't feel like if we go out for coffee with friends we don't feel like oh, i'm that guy in the technical tee um yeah <laughs> but that's actually technical and i mean it's you know it's it's proven to be we have people running ultra marathons in it and everything like that the mix of um a cotton which is hydrophilic it absorbs water and uh, the polyester, which is hydrophobic um, and pushes against water, is actually quite wicking. Uh, cotton naturally is cooling. That's why we like to put it on. Uh, that's that's why we like it as a base layer initially. So it was like trying to find the right mix of that. Um, it's not anything new. People have done it before. The hardest part in it is that people don't see natural fibers, generally speaking, as technical. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've been very much taught that um, oil-based um, fibers are technical. And the reason that they, they, they are arguably more technical is they're more malleable, right? They're like, mm-hmm. you, you can engineer, it's, it's plastic. So you can engineer a piece of plastic into kind of any form that you want, which allows it to be way more open and still strong and, and all of that. Whereas natural fibers are harder to engineer in that way. Wool is wool and yeah, there's things you can do to it. But um, so yes, uh, for us, natural fibers, I I think we'll go back to the clothing, but natural fibers are definitely something that we're working on uh, going forward. Um, We have like, we've been using uh, what initially we called Coolwick. We've changed to Coolmatic. Um, All of our polyester knits are, are, are Coolmatic and we have different levels of that. Um, and, and that's all sort of, you know, man-made, man-made arguably oil-based um, fibers. Um, and we launched this fall, we launched the beanie. I'm, oh, no, it's not the beanie I'm wearing. I've, I've worn it every day this week except for today. But um, we've launched a, <laughs> what we're calling Sereno, which is natural fibers. And everything that is Sereno will be a mix of plant-based and um, wools and silks. So the, the beanie that we launched was uh, a wool silk beanie. Um, silk gives the strength to the wool and also a little bit of cooling. Um, and um, often you'll find wools like a merino mixed with uh, nylons to give it strength. We've gone with the silk mm-hmm. in this case to make it uh, fully biodegradable. So we're definitely pushing on that side. The hardest thing, it, the two hardest things is, 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 is there a name for the silk merino like, is there a product name? Like, I know there's like Polartec, and you know sometimes things are called. Um, is there a? It's it's it, it's called it's called Sereno. Oh, Sereno. Is that is, your um, name? Or is it actually? The that's name? our name. That's our name. Oh, okay. And you'll 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 see that that's a that's a trend for us going forward. Is is that we are um, we're we have a really good sourcing team, um, and we're really good at trying things that um, other people haven't or aren't trying. Um, and it's funny, I'm saying all of this and I, I understand that I'm also two years ahead. Yeah. I'm finishing 2024. So, but yeah. All right. yeah. I, I'm going to jump in with a real quick question about the fabrics. Okay. Yeah. So when we, obviously the high tech fabrics or polyester based fabrics, they got a lot of marketing yep. thrown behind them when Under Armour came out with them and yep. then all the other brands tried to do it. So we were fed that, hey, if you're running or something, you need to be yep. in this type of polyester gear. Yeah. Now we're seeing kind of a flip back because, one, all the polyester gear for some reason holds stink like nobody's business. Yeah. So you yep. go back to natural fibers, which are a little better at anti-microbial, uh, I guess. They're definitely the, better. I'm thinking that natural fibers have got to cost more than the polyester fabrics that the, yeah. And that the quality and the feel, the, the tactileness of what we're going to feel against our skin is better, but is, is, is it going to drive now? Um, I don't know, uh, the cost of goods up to have something that performance wise competes with polyester or not. I mean, look, it's going it, it, to, performance-wise, I think, you know, there's always a give and take in everything. So, like, there's certain, like, polyester at base is not breathable, right? Like, like, like I mean, if, if you go back to the, the initial right. launch of polyester in the 70s, it was like everybody was known to be sweating in their polyester <laughs> plastic. 
you're they were also doing a ton of cocaine and other yeah other yeah. <laughs> yeah true <laughs> true but but um but this is true but uh but so so at base it's not whereas whereas wool and 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 cotton are are are, are more breathable um you know for sure i i don't like right now it's not one or the other we're, we're going to be offering both i would love to get as far away from plastic as i can um the reality like you said is price mm-hmm. right uh, anything that you're coming with that's that's definitely wool based definitely when you get into silks and stuff like that it's just more expensive um because oil yeah. is cheap no matter what we're paying uh for gas right now um oil oil is cheap comparatively speaking um so it's it's a bit of a fight right. it's a bit of a balance i think intrinsically there's a really nice hand feel to a lot of the natural fibers but i also know like what we've done like in the elite program with that that product um which is you know 100 recycled polyester um with a carbon filament in it uh, that stuff's beautiful it's incredible mm. um so i i think and I, I think it also is situational i have days where i'm like very happy to put on you know something that's cotton based or wool based and then there's some days where i'm like the lightness that that you get out of that that elite um, that elite singlet that we have or t-shirt that we have is is, is incredible. So I, I think there's a balance there. Yeah, and speaking of the elite collection, I know uh, this singlet, the elite singlet that we got last year for review, that was our favorite singlet of last year. I mean, yeah. it's pretty amazing product that you, out you came out. If I'm not mistaken, that was your first like technical singlet. I know you had some some more cotton blends that you had before that. Yeah, it's but our first. As far as race that was day, our first. Yeah, I mean, we the that was 100 percent our our first um, full on technical. We had sampled some other stuff. We actually sampled stuff something initially in in a silk, uh, a wool silk sort of uh, similar, and that that that's something we're still working on, but. Um, but yeah, that was the first one we came to market with. And the goal with that elite product was to come to market and just kind of, you know, like, what's this hat company doing making clothing? Are they just like slapping their name on something? No, we're going in on it and we're going to do something mm-hmm. um, exceptional um, to really sort of set what our standard is, our top tier standard is. Um, we look at, you know, elite as a word uh, can often mean the the person running in it, but for us, it was more talking about the product. Like this is elite product. This is this is the top of the top, and we really threw everything um, from construction to manufacturing to materials um, at it. Um, we are coming uh, in the next few weeks. We'll be launching our PR program, which is um, you know a, a takedown uh, of of what we've done in elite and. Uh, arguably a little bit more reasonably priced, a little bit more accessible um, for, for, for more people. That'll be, that'll be hitting retailers um, and our site um, in the next few weeks. So. See, and that, that type of, of product placement reminds me of the ski industry where you have, you know, if you want the top bindings, the top boots, the top skis, you can certainly pay for them and then they, ha- they kind of tear things <coughs> down from there. I mean, is that sort of the thought? Yeah, no question. I mean, I like, I really believe in technical product. I like, do we need technical product? Nobody needs, like we can all run in a cotton t-shirt like that. <laughs> that there's, there's absolutely no, that there's absolutely no question. Um, 
do we do we like it? Yes. I mean, I just I I find that the stuff that's been done, uh, you know, specifically in the outdoor ski in that space has been just so exceptional from an engineering um, and construction standpoint. It's really it blows my mind on a regular basis. And so it was like, can we can we can we bring that um, stuff that our team has done in the past for you know mountain mountain sliding? Um, can can we bring that kind of thinking um, to how we build uh, run clothing? Um, and I I I believe we've done it. Every time we pull stuff out of the box, right now I'm like, okay, yeah, like this is really nice product. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. We're not I, like. We're not here to build product that we don't like um, as a design team, uh, as people who run, uh, we're, we're here to build product that we like. And we have a lot of different types of people on staff in terms of like what their approach is to running and everything like that. People are just running, you know, twice a week, once a week, taking an easy run. And then people are running 60K on a Saturday with a bunch of friends just for fun kind of thing. You know, that that whole mix is here in the building and everybody's getting, getting a crack at, you know, their points of view on stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely having fun with it. Um, it's been a monstrous project. And uh, to be honest, the last two years are probably the worst time to decide to launch uh, a, clothing, <laughs> a clothing component because um, it's just been really tough. Um, but uh, we've made it happen. Um, so I'm really excited to get this stuff out to market for real this year. Because last year with the Elite stuff, we just launched it online. It was a very small Mm-hmm. very very small production run elite will always be a very small production run we're never we're never going to go big on that stuff um but uh the pr stuff that's coming is, is beautiful so. i i would say that that's one thing i don't know what your actual brand values are but the one thing that comes across is it seems like everything is very intentional and when something makes it out of cla i know that the details are there. Like when you look at the seams, when you look at the construction, when you look at where patches are, where stuff is, it's, you know, that it's been thought out. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that's our battle, right? Cause I mean, the, the flip side is, is like, you have to keep a business rolling. So, um, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, like, is it good enough? Uh, for sure that comes up in, in, in questioning, but like, as an example, we have a, we have an insulator, um, kind of a, you know, a a cold day running piece that's coming. Uh, Technically speaking, it should launch this fall. Um, It was supposed to launch last fall and I couldn't get the rib right. I couldn't get the the neck rib right. And so uh, we ended up sourcing it from this factory in Italy that does Louis Vuitton Gucci. (laughs) Um, and nice. we've made it in a, we've made it in a, it's in a, it's in a, uh, in Sereno, it's in a Sereno mix. Um, and I mean, it, it's, that's the sort of thing that won't happen at like, you know, at companies that I worked for previously, because like from a margin standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. Um, but we needed to get it right. And then we'll figure out ways over time to, to get it to a place that makes sense from a, from a pricing standpoint. But yeah, I mean, we're definitely approaching stuff in that manner. Um, I mean, just the seamless, the, the seamless, um, liner in the shorts, you know, that, that's, that's not an easy thing to pull off and we pulled it off and then, uh, we, you know, we coming for 23 and as we, as we move forward, it's always like, okay, how do we upgrade this? How do we do better? How do we do better? So that was our first shot at it. Um, I'm excited over the next few years about what you can continue to throw your way. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about roadmap then, because 
Currently, I mean, Robbie, some of the collabs have been pretty sick with different yeah, shoe companies. Definitely and want to talk about that. Norda, Solomon, uh, other brands. So you're lending your aesthetic to uh, another brand to, to incorporate into their product. Yeah. But with your roadmap, obviously, start off with headwear. Now we've got elite gear. We've got the PR collection. You have some, like, casual sweats and, you know, I call it the, you know, basically the clothing that runners wear when they're not running. And yeah. it is footwear in the in the long-term mix? No, I, we're going to continue with collaborations. I, I, like, I'm, like, I've been a shoe guy since I was five, like, like I, like I, I, I love footwear. Um, the footwear business is a beast and our, we already have a beast here. Like it's already a beast. Um, we're, we're opening, like I'm sitting in our, in our flagship space. Um, I'm sitting in our flagship space, which is opening like next week. That's just kind of a little quick look at it. But, um, we've put (laughs) again, talking about sweating the details, we sweat the details on that. Um, and collaborations just offer us uh, the ability to play with a bunch of different things that we would never get to play with um, if we were starting out. You know, we we might hope that we could get to play with it, but it's going to take us ten years to to get to a place uh, from a from a footwear standpoint where we'd really be able to do stuff that we'd want to do. Whereas in the way we're doing it right now, it's it's super interesting. We're having a really good time with it. We're going to continue to do footwear collaborations. But we're also going to continue to do, you know, clothing collaborations with different brands and stuff like that. We've always approached this as like, it's a community and we should be playing off of each other. I think on the sports side of the business, <laughs> there's often sort of this attitude of like, oh, but like we're competitors. Um, and I, I kind of push back pretty hard about that. I think like as a community, we should all just be pushing to get people excited about running and movement. Yeah. Um, and getting out the door and if two uh, like-minded maybe not exactly the same but like-minded brands can come together and create some some energy and 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 get people excited then fantastic let's, yeah let's continue to do that i honestly don't understand why it seems like such an obvious move for especially smaller brands to do because it's literally if it is if you're like-minded brands and you're just working together it, a rising tide lifts all ships. It's just know? great marketing. Yeah. And it's you're just, both pushing. You both access each other's audiences. You both get that. It's a, it's a cool thing. Like, cause, and obviously they're usually limited edition or and something. And it validates. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm always surprised when I see, like, it's, there's a lot of collabs with CLA and some other brands. Uh, Satisfy likes to do some, but like, I feel like other brands are just missing out on so much by not doing that. And it seems like such an obvious thing to do, which, and you were one of the, I feel like you were at the forefront of that in the running scene. Uh, yeah. I mean, we went after it. Up. We did, we did Janji and Tracksmith pretty early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously the Norda thing came. Norda was just like a very natural, right. you know, mutual friends who were starting something that, you know, right out of the gate was exceptional. Um, Canadians. And, yeah, I mean they're you know they're Montreal like like they, 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 they <laughs> we grew up in the same neighbor we grew up in the same neighborhood. Like, oh wow, you know, we hadn't we hadn't necessarily crossed paths before, but we had like we have mutual friends and like you know it's just one of those things where you're like okay like this makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's probably one of my favorite collabs they've done. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and then and then the Solomon thing was sort of a similar thing. Like um, the guy who built out their whole um, their whole sports style program um, was originally our rep uh, at the in the very early days of CLA, and he left Montreal to go to France to build out um, Solomon Sports Style, and, and so and we had actually discussed earlier on doing something with them. Uh, through him, uh, you know, it had been an early discussion. I want to say in 2017, 2018, my dates are a little bit messy, but, um, and, and at the time we said no, cause I, di I didn't feel like we were ready as a brand to do it. Um, and last year, I mean, it was great. It was a really good time. It was fun to work with the team over there. And, um, I, for me, obviously coming from like the, 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 you know, ski snowboard background, uh, and I grew up, you know, in my, my first really solid retail job was in, in a ski store. And um, the, the first inkling that I got that I could end up working in the business beyond just on a retail floor was a guy who had originally worked at the store that I was working in. He walked in and he was now the, the rep for, for Eastern Canada uh, at Solomon. And, I was, and he used to work at the store. And I was like, Oh, like I could make my way to that. Like that was kind of, so, and then I worked, I worked for in 90, I want to say 97, 98. Uh, I worked two, two and a half years, I guess I worked at, at Solomon Canada, uh, in the warranty department. Um, so it was like kind of this weird sort of like circle going back to going back to this, yeah. this stuff that, um, so that, that was a lot of fun. And it, there's some other stuff in the works as well. That's been a lot of fun. So, um yeah i i i love that stuff like to be able to play with these different brands that are in in so many cases <laughs> monstrous monstrously bigger than us <laughs> um and and to be able to like bring ideas that i you know as somebody who loves building on brands and everything like that bring these different ideas to these places and and then see it go out into the world it's just it's just exciting i mean we're we're a brand mike and i are both like we just love ideas and it's like that would be sick. Let's do that. Um, to the, to the chagrin of our, of, of our head of finance. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but we do, we do try, um, we, we do try to do these fun things and, and uh, yeah. So to go back to the original question, I, I don't see us producing our own footwear anytime soon. I, I really see the, the collaboration thing being kind of the way to, yeah, um, I've touch, also touched that stone. I also have always preached that for me, uh, it's very like, if I'm wearing, like today, I, I, I was wearing on cloud shoes, and mm. I, I was getting my gear out of my bins to go running, and I, I'm like, okay, that's Asics, that's this, that's this brand. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I gotta find a brand yeah. that's not. You're, you're of that world. The kids have changed that on us, but I agree with you. I'm like, I'm like, do not wear an Adidas tracksuit with Nike Air Force Ones. I yeah. will. <laughs> I, I will walk the other way. Yeah. But, um, so that's but, why I yeah, love no, it. I, like a brand staying out of it is actually, I think, for me, I, I love that an apparel brand that that can be agnostic in a way. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, the other thing is like. I mean, we obviously, from where we come from, we look, we look a lot to like, you know, what's going on on the lifestyle side of things. And there's so many great brands that are doing great collaborations. And it's like, why can't those collaborations happen on the run, the run sports, side of yeah. things? Why can't we build, build these really beautiful collaborations that um, speak to love of the product? Uh, yes, technically, but also aesthetically and, and, you know, build these interesting little stories. So um, has, has there been anybody that you've seen with 
CLA gear on that just blew your mind that you got so excited, like, oh my God, that person, that athlete, that uh, somehow my celebrity landed into them. Yeah, I don't know that from like a celebrity standpoint, there's not really anything that like leaps to mind. I I think honestly, it's just, uh, honestly, it's seeing the variety of different types of people that come to the brand, Um, which, you know, we, 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 Again, to I end up leaning on this probably too much, um, but you know, coming from a skateboard background, it, it's all very sort of clicky and um, and and in some ways closed. And so when Mike and I started this, it was like I don't want to deal with that anymore. I want to focus on like just being open, right? And and like if the cool guy wants to come, great. But if if uh, the mother who's running with her carriage wants to come to it, great. And you know, and we see it like on a regular basis. We see so many different types of people that come to the brand and are excited about it and are, you know, wearing it for the purpose designed and also sometimes totally not. Um, it's super interesting to see sports outside of our space adopting it in a way that we didn't expect it to be adopted. And I, I say that we're always going to be focused on running. That's our focus, everything like that. But obviously we build product that is somewhat versatile from a sports standpoint. So to see it popping up um, in places uh that we're not even that we're not talking to like people are just adopting it because it works um kind of thing um i find that's almost more exciting than any necessarily one person um yeah i uh i wanted to ask you i you know as i feel like since 20 you know since you guys started that your hats have become somewhat i don't know of a not ubiquitous, but just... Uh, that was a great word. Was that was it? the one I was okay. thinking in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think with they're known as, like, the cool running hat. So there's a certain type of runner wears CLA, and if you see it, you're like, okay, I, I get what's going on here. Um, yeah. But at, but by the same token, we've seen... We're not going to name any names. Some brands kind of copy the CLA template. The formula. Formula. And, <laughs> and we've seen it in a couple of different brands. And... What I want to know is how do you stay ahead of that while staying like true to yourself? Yeah, I mean, look, there's always going to be copies, and I sometimes it's really sometimes I find it really frustrating. In certain cases, I find it exceptionally frustrating. But we won't get we won't get into <laughs> that. But uh, but I that's that's arguably that's arguably ego getting in the way of the mission, and I I don't mm-hmm. I. It, it's like we have, we designed a five panel hat. Like we didn't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a style that's existed forever. Right. There's no question that when it get, when you get in detail for detail and like the paneling and even the materials are the same, you're like, okay, like there's something going on here. And I, you know, it's great to be, I guess, an influence on some levels for us. Again, it comes down to the technical thing and, 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 and really pushing that, that story. Um, headwear factories are, are hard to work with. Uh, they don't like to develop, um, they're, they're like, yeah, we can make your hat. Here's six hats you can choose from. And here's a logo. What, what logo do you want on mm-hmm. it? Right? Like that's generally sort of the approach. Um, and, um, so for us, it's like, okay, well, what are, you know, from a construction standpoint, from a material standpoint, um, over the last, you know, eight years, we've increased the line exponentially. Um, but we haven't been able to get to a place until this year. Um, where we've been able to really start playing with fabrics. And the reason we can really start playing with fabrics is because we're making clothing. 
So mm. a lot of the fabrics that you're doing that we're finding in clothing are finding their way into yeah. um, the product. Um, there's Elite Headwear, which we didn't launch last year. That'll be launched um, in March. Um, and again, it's it's elite, so it's going to be expensive. But then that some of that stuff has also filtered its way down into the into the regular lineup. So um, this going through this year and then next year, the line is going to look vastly different in terms of uh, materials. Obviously, our DNA in terms of like where we use color blocking and where we use mm-hmm. solids, because you know we we do both, is always going to be there. Um, the finish and and the desire to make sure that we're coming with sort of you know new little details that when you pick it up you find it and you're excited about it um, is always going to be there people are going to uh, you know mimic what we're doing in some cases um, again I, I I'm, I'm always okay with inspiration direct copy get me gets me a little bit yeah I mean I, um, I feel like it's kind of the same one RN like we'll 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 do stuff either on Instagram or just you know creatively try to be creative, and then we'll see we just like the next day like direct. I mean, it is what it is, but it's just like it's frustrating. It is what it, it is. is frustrating, but it, it it does push us to continue to yeah. get creative. Yeah. So that in that I try to I try to look at it from that way. Hey, we wouldn't have come up with yeah. the next creative thing if we didn't. Well, and like again, like I mean, it's it's nice. Okay, so like you've copied our go cap. I'm like, we have a go cap. We have an alley cap. We have an RD cap, all of these different silhouettes, all of these different sizes. Um, you know, like we have a, like we chose not to make the go cap in seven sizes. We chose to make a number of different caps that were different sizes and that were different silhouettes so that they could fit onto different people. Mm -hmm. And you know, the bucket hat, I mean, the bucket hat's a great example, right? Like when we launched the bucket hat, everybody was like, you guys are out of your mind. Like (laughs) why, why are you launching a bucket hat for running? Nobody's going to, nobody's going to wear that. And then, as we as we've seen, um, it's it's taken on a life of its own. So, uh, but we have all of these different things that we're bringing these different silhouettes. So, from a headwear standpoint, I, I mean, it, our offer is uh, def, definitely from a silhouette standpoint uh, and a sizing standpoint, we have the most depth um, in the space. And then going forward, starting this year, um, from a fabric standpoint, um, it's just getting really exciting. I mean, we have a we have a in elite we have a three ply um bucket hat uh dropping that's in the same fabric as our flr three ply flr jacket mm-hmm. um with a full vent with a full vent at the back so wow. it vents out so it is a you know downpour ready um kind of cool looking bucket hat <laughs> that's cool. um but that, that I, i'm picturing so like the those are all things like that the, the fisherman yeah, yeah like, like the yeah. yellow like vinyl hat yeah yeah it's it is it is coming in a fluorescent yellow so uh, all right there's a few other colors as well but well uh, i will tell you i do yeah, uh, so. regardless of of obviously the innovation and the uh different materials play into the reason why people trust cla for the performance headwear uh we have done ha- a lot of hats on our own uh, from different, you know, using different manufacturers and stuff like that. But we did a collaboration well, with you where we did uh, the CLA hats and the demand for that. I think the like I like to call it ingredient, the ingredient of CLA being uh, part of the offering. Uh, we sell those out within 24 hours. Um, and I, and I attribute that to, there's a trust factor in, you know, they may like our brand, but they trust that the hat's going to be right for sure with the CLA on there. Well, and we, 
and like honestly, we also back it up. Like, like the the, the reason there's trust is because if you if you email us with a problem, we're gonna find a solution to your problem, right? Um, we're you know we 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 switched a, a good chunk of our headware to fair trade um, certification this year. We're B Corp, B Corp certified. Uh, in 2020, we 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 moved most of our production to um, recycled polyester as opposed to um, first use poly. And uh, and as of now, pretty much everything in the line is recycled polyester. Um, touching touching on that part, can I? I was I was wondering with the recycled polyester, like how does that work? Is it left over from the floor, or is it like where does where does the recycled no, stuff come it's, from? It, it's it's coming it's it's coming from so we're using reprieve in most cases and reprieve is is coming from bottles so it's coming from from plastic bottles like water bottles okay um and so it's it's anything you put into your recycling bin gets taken down to pellets right uh-huh. and then the pellets is um gets turned back into a yarn okay um and then uh made uh back into um right a wearable yeah, polyester. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so we basically like we took we took the fabrics that we were using initially, um, and because when we started at the at the at the factory that we started at, we asked for recycled um, fabrics right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always kind of been something that we wanted to do, but we were too small. I mean, our first order was five hundred and seventy six hats, one hundred and forty four in each color. <laughs> um, that that yeah. was that was our that was our starting point, and so they were like, "Yeah, no, you, you can't do that." We you know, so in 2020, we got to a place where it was feasible, but it was going to cost us and we went for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we got to it, you know, there were some hats that only 30% of the hat was recycled, like, because we, every color we have to dye, right? Uh-huh. You have to dye a certain amount of yards. So you have to, you have to hit, you have to hit minimums on that stuff. And so that's the challenge uh, in all of this stuff. And there's a lot of demand from the customer side to, you know, hit the right notes and in, in all of these different things and you know, from a manufacturing standpoint. And um, it's always been something that we've, we, we try to do. Uh, it's, it's still far from good to be completely honest, like just as an industry, you know, the, the clothing industry is not particularly um, environmentally friendly, but it is something that we, we drive for. It's not something I'm, I'm talking about right now. It's not something we generally talk about in a big way. Right. Um, but it is intrinsic to what we're doing. Well, that's I mean, it. I do like that. That when I, I feel like there's a lot of noise that people are will go with the green as part of their branding, and yeah. But it's like the it's like ten percent of the material is recycled. I'm like, well, mm. I don't know if that counts. Quite. And I also think it puts <laughs> you in a pigeonhole. Then you have to always be talking about sustainability. Well, I. First of all, I I have a hard time using the word sustainability because it's not particularly right, sustainable. Right. Let's be honest. Right. Um, it's it's trying to be as responsible. It's trying to be as responsible as we can with, um, with what's available in the market. There's a lot of talk of like new materials and this and that. And every time our sourcing, I mean, uh, you know, I have a lot of sleepless nights, and I, I I end up you know going down these rabbit holes of like sustainability and and, and all these different things, and I. I send stuff to our sourcing manager, Megan, and, you know, three weeks later we get, we get a sample of the fabric and it's like, it's like a piece of cardboard, mm-hmm. right? Or, or like, there's a lot of work to do now. There's a lot of work that's happened in the last few years. And again, moving like pretty much a hundred percent of our line to recycled is, 
is is in, is incredible. Like it's a, it's a great leap forward. That's that's a lot of stuff that's not ending up uh, just in a landfill. Um, but there's still a lot of problems with it. Um, and so we don't consider ourselves green. Uh, I don't like to use the word sustainable. We've actually eliminated it from our from our website. Um, it's it's now says responsible like that, as, like as much as we Finally, can. Finally, yeah. someone's, someone's um, being real. And, um, so so like I I you know have a really hard time sort of pushing that stuff out because I'm, I'm realistic about it. And I, and it is something that we've, we've looked at for a really long time. Um, and you just try and do better. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, that's, that's all we can do. <laughs> so real quick. And there's so much misinformation. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I know you mentioned in that, that you had a bunch of sleep, sleepless nights. Um, so what are your, some of the most stressful things about owning a, a small company and things that kind of keep you up at night? I mean, it's keeping the machine going, to be honest. Like, in the last few years, it was just, you know, obviously, we get, you know, we finally made it to a place where it felt like, okay, like, we got the ball rolling, and then the pandemic hit. And so for the first three, four months of the pandemic, it was like, I don't know where this is going. Like, we could be, we could, we could, we could die. You know, if, if cash flow isn't there, you, you run into problems. We are, <laughs> you know, we... Yeah, I mean, exactly. You guys, you guys went through it too. We all went through it. Um, and then in the last, you know, last year, everything shipped late. Like it was just, it was monumentally frustrating. You know, you, 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 you have stuff, or, or if it didn't ship late, it just got yeah, stuck like in harbor ma- and everything your, like that. Your and majors caps. Were, there was delays on those, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, there there were delays on our ma- there was delays on everything. I mean, we're supposed to deliver our first delivery in February, and I don't think we got it into stores until April. Oh, wow. um, and and throughout the year, throughout the year, it was that, and a lot of stuff we were air shipping, and obviously air shipping, the price of air shipping went up. So I would say, you know, the biggest stress is that we built this this machine that initially was just Mike and I, and it was like if it goes south, it's like okay, high five, we lose money, <laughs> and. I don't know. I go. I I go sell coffee on the beach somewhere. I, don't, I was I don't gonna say what, make I gloves. Don't next, I don't know. If, I I don't know what Plan B yeah. is. But but uh, but 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 now you know we have we have a last April we moved into we were in a twelve hundred square foot space which we had been in since we had started, um, and it was like super cold in the winter, and and super hot in the summer, and. Uh, and, and, you know, when there were six of us there pre-pandemic, it was fine. And then all of a sudden there were like 14 of us post-pandemic and it was like, okay, this isn't working. So we went looking for a new space and, you know, uh, we found a place that stays warm in the winter and uh, hopefully stays cold in the summer. And, uh, it, but it's, and it's way bigger and it's way more expensive and you've got way more staff. So I, you know, as stresses go, it's just that it's just, you know, constant as as well as we're doing as well as we're doing um you know we're growing every year and the money just keeps going back into it and it's it's always tight it's it we're a small business yeah. you know it's that and and we're not we're not we're not outside funded there's you know it's there there hasn't been a lot of uh we have uh love money friends and family who've who've uh you know invested in the company uh in a arguably pretty small way um and so we're we're driving this by selling hats. Like that's that's how this right. is working. This Hat in is, hand, uh, you know. Yeah, um, we 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 said this a lot in the early years, and I I I said it again again last week, I think. But uh, you know, we're 
we're, we're cap rich cash poor. Um, so, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's how we play the game. Yeah. You have capital, but it's a different kind. I, I feel, I feel that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely feel that. Um, Hey, so I feel like we've taken up a lot of your time here. We're hitting up on the hour mark. Is there anything that you would like to have our audience know? Um, and believe it or not, people actually listen to this podcast, Jeremy. So, but, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, I mean, look, like I, I, our message has always been like move people to movement. Everybody run. I, I, I like <laughs> just get out there and do what you can from a run perspective. Um, and then in terms of us, in terms of what we're doing as a brand, um, we're opening our, we're opening our flagship store in Montreal. If you ever get to come up to Montreal, I'm going to say pick the summer months unless you're a big <laughs> fan of the cold, but, um, we're opening our grand opening is on April 21st. Um, please come up, uh, come, come by and check us out. We have a run, uh, we have a run community space in uh, the building. We've already got seven different run clubs. We've given yes. it out to different run clubs. We don't have a CLA run club. We have, we have we, the seven different run clubs running out of the space right now. We'll probably be up to 10 or 12 by, by the summer. So there's between 150 to 250 people running out of here on a weekly basis um, right now uh, in the middle of That's the winter. Awesome. Um, so, so come up and, and say hi and, and, and check out what we're doing. Um, and then our new website is launching imminently <laughs> I, I won't give an exact time but yeah. it should be coming pretty soon it might be today soon. And, <laughs> uh, yeah it it might be today um but uh you know all coming very soon is all that new pr product um we've definitely moved past headwear uh i say that understanding that we are still very much uh focused on making the best headwear in the market yeah awesome all right well we love the product always have uh, been big fans since the beginning and continually uh, continue to want to watch you guys grow. Obviously, we love our buddy Alex, who's you guys picked up as a. I think he's. We do yeah. too. We love yeah. him. He's a wild card. <laughs> Alex Arslan. I'm sure people know him. He's been in the industry for a while. He's worked with everybody from Asics to Diodora yeah. to Mizuno. now, yes, yeah, CLA. So he's a charming man, and uh, you're lucky to have him. But uh, yeah, we we, we love are. it, and like I said, our fans apparently love it uh, because. It, can't we couldn't keep the uh, hats in stock but uh yeah we we wish you the best cool well thanks so much for your time and for considering us for this um and uh yeah chat right. soon please come up to montreal if you oh, yeah it. it's it's such a weird place to get to from the united states <laughs> like it's the, it's not that. isn't it i mean don't you have to fly to like new hampshire no. and then drive to Mo montreal no 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 you can fly to any airport it's not, we're not it's not I'll cuba have to, it's not cuba i'll have here. to we're, i'll have to check my passport <laughs> I, I promise you can get up there. all right all right we might have to we're gonna have to hit up what is it tim norton's uh tim hortons yeah, yeah tim, tim hortons. hortons there we go yeah tim hortons don't hit up Tim Hortons. We'll we'll get all you right. when you Sweet. roll through. Yeah, all I right, promise. that'd be amazing. All <laughs> right, Thanks, bud. Dude. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs>
uh, tag and greenwashing stuff and getting to more responsible sourcing. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the honesty on that because there's so much BS around that in the industry that they're just being upfront about it, which is cool. Yeah, so that that to me was cool. I enjoyed that. Um, also, I just, you know, it's fun to listen to people that are at the top of the game doing stuff. And I really feel like he gave away some nuggets for anybody who was ever interested in starting their own thing or yeah. doing stuff. You know, it was great. So I really appreciate uh, CLA and Jeremy coming on and mm -hmm. talking to us. And they're they're opening their flagship, I guess, brand house or whatever. Is that Montreal? Yeah. It, it's, I forget the actual open day. But make sure when you're up there or if you're ever visiting to check it out. They do so many cool runs and events from there. Yeah, and they'll also be in Boston. Yeah. And they at some of the other majors and some of the other running events. So they usually do a pop-up. And you can say to our, hi to our friend Alex Arslan, who is probably one of the most connected dudes in the industry. Yeah, so shout out to him too. Everybody loves him. <laughs> All right. <laughs>